Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, talk some Razorback baseball. Matt Hobbs, Arkansas pitching coach, finding some time for us today, and I appreciate that. Coach, welcome back. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Coach, this is uh, to say this has been a challenging season for a pitching coach would be a gross understatement. How would you describe what you guys have been through so far this year? Um, I mean, it's obviously a different year just because of the injuries. I think majority of what I feel is bad for those kids that got hurt because you know we're gonna we're gonna go on and find a way to make it work and you know pitch guys that you know may or may not be ready but we're going to find a way to make this thing work but those kids don't get to play anymore this season and all the work that they put in to get to the point where they're at right now it's just heartbreaking for for, for me you know, as their pitching coach um that's so bad for those kids but you know we've we've been able to move on and you know, like I said, pitch some other guys, develop some younger kids, give some other guys some opportunities, and it's been different. You gotta, you gotta be creative. You gotta be willing to do things that you didn't want to do at the beginning of the year, certainly. And I think that it's just the ability to the, the players that are healthy on the roster to adapt to different roles has been has been kind of nice to see. But my ultimate feeling about this whole thing is I just feel for Dylan Carter and I feel for Cody Frank and Jackson and those guys mm-hmm. that they just don't get to see this thing through after a lot of those guys. Like, they, you know, Dylan Carter kind of comes completely out of nowhere and just is having this really good year. And then, you know, unfortunately that happens and, you know, he doesn't get to see this thing through to the end. And I feel terrible for those kids. Yeah, I think that was the sentiment we tried to pass along to the listeners because there was a lot of woe is me and oh my gosh and the sky is falling after Jackson's injury was announced. And I'm like, how do you think he feels? He's been getting ready for the whole offseason. And it sounded like all signs were pointed towards him having a phenomenal season. How's his rehab coming along? Going great. Um, he had a successful surgery about a week and a half after the, you know, after the initial diagnosis. He's right on schedule. Uh, Jackson's career is not going to be impacted by this thing at all. In the long term, obviously the short term is impacted because he's not pitching for us right now, but his rehab's been really good. He's been putting in the work like he did to get to the point where he was going to be a big-time pitcher in, in our rotation this year. And, you know, he put that same amount of work into his rehab. It, it, it's a pleasant surprise when guys really attack it like that. And Jackson's going to go on and be a great professional baseball player. He's going to be a big leaguer, we hope, someday and have a great career, and like I said, I mean, obviously it's unfortunate he doesn't get to finish this season the way that he wanted to, but he's attacking it the right way. He's got the right frame of mind to be able to come back from this thing, and that's the most important thing. Anytime there's an injury of any kind in any sport, the frame of mind of the person that the injury has happened to is so important because the rehab process is the same process in terms of the work you have to put in that they had to put in to become good in the first place. So if they go out with the right mindset like Jackson has, I think his recovery will be great. What do major league teams think of Tommy John surgery now? And, and like the, the draftability is Jackson, are they going to take a chance on him? Will he be drafted? Do you expect him back? No, I mean, I would assume someone's going to pay him pretty good, honestly. I mean, we had a kid that was committed to us last year that we signed that had Tommy John surgery after his third high school start and still signed for, I think, $1.8 bucks with the surgery and, you know, not even had not even thrown a bit, had not even been throwing Peyton Paulette as, you know, kind of the same thing. I, I could see some, a team taking a chance on Jackson. He's physical. He's big. He's everything that you want in a pitcher. He had pitched really well in the fall and, 
you know, put some, like, I guess like they say in football, put some really good stuff on tape when people had seen him and scouting directors and some heavy, heavy hitters had been into seeing, especially when we could, when we played against the Rangers instructional league team. So there's enough people that have seen Jackson. I think somebody takes him. I, I, I would love to have him back, but I think somebody probably takes him pretty good and pays him would be my guess. And, I, and to answer the first part of your question, Tommy John's surgery now, and you look around the MLB, look around the, the minor, you know, the minor leagues. It, it, it seems like too regular of an occurrence. I wish there was some answer. Nobody's got more technology than we do to try to combat this thing. And you know, major league teams have the same stuff we do, and they're not doing it any better job than anybody else is in trying to mitigate the risk for some of the pitchers. It's just a matter of. It seems like a matter of when, not a matter of if. Guys are going to have it these days, and that's unfortunate. So I think we all have to try to do the best we can to, you know, when you do get some information use it and try to put the pitchers at the best chance to be healthy. But unfortunately, I don't even think Major League Baseball teams bat an eyelash at Tommy Jones surgery these days. Talking to Arkansas base, uh, pitching coach, rather, Matt Hobbs, on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I want to I want to frame this question the right way, and we were talking about it. You know, you've had some guys that have been pressed into action. You've had some guys that you were counting on that maybe weren't as consistent or haven't been as consistent so far. And the, I guess what I want to ask is, who are the guys that you feel great about right now without you know being negative about anybody else but i mean the guys you really feel sure have been solid and consistent this year i mean the most consistent guy even though he did have some ups and downs early is engage wood in terms of the bullpen we're talking about the bullpen he's been very consistent um for a freshman not just for a freshman but just in general if you look at his outings he's had a couple up and down but the majority of the time gage has been great zach morris is really making a move um recently his last three outings it wasn't great against Missouri State, but his stuff was really good. And that's been his issue kind of the whole year is he just hadn't had the same stuff as he had last year. And the last three outings really have been good. He pitched well the other night against Lipscomb, even though we didn't win the game. And then he helped us out against A&M um, on the Saturday game. So Zach's been, Zach has been better. Um, Parker Coyle is kind of like the last two or three outings that he's had have been really good. So you feel kind of good about him building some momentum. And – you know, Cody Adcock is, while it's been a little up and down, has pitched well lately. And then, you know, Will McIntyre, when he went into the bullpen, was really good against against A&M as well. So you kind of feel good about guys like that making a move. And I think at this time of the season, guys have to do something they haven't done before if you're going to go pretty far. I mean, if you're going to be able to continue to play and for us, you know, hopefully put ourselves in a good position for the postseason if we can keep winning. And some guys are going to have to step up and, and do things that we haven't seen them do yet. So, like a Parker Coyle might have to, you know, go a couple innings on the weekend and, and be a guy that we can that we can count on. Gage Wood has to keep on coming, and you know that's been really good to see a guy like him be able to finish some games for us in big spots. And if you want to look at the whole thing and you know find something that could come out of this that's positive, even though some of it's been a roller coaster, is these freshmen have got an unbelievable amount of experience this season. So. That's going to bode well for them later this season and also obviously for the future. Yeah. Um, you used nine pitchers on Tuesday night, and obviously the nature of the game being a Tuesday midweek game. Um, is that the most guys you've ever run out there that you can remember, or have you, have you had more guys appear? I, I think so. I mean, I hesitate to say. We had some lean years when I was at Wake Forest when, right when I got there, so there could have been more in some of those on some of those teams. But I think nine is – Nine is definitely the most – I feel like it's the most we've used since I've been here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's those those games, 
especially when you get into extra innings, you're kind of trying to piece things together and plan for the weekend while you're trying to win the game in front of you. No one's not trying to win those games. I think sometimes when we've only pitched gauge for 15 pitches, people could look at it and be like, well, you're not trying to win. You're not even pitching your best pitcher there. And if we pitch him and throw him 60, like the difference in the game, honestly, they threw their closer 70 pitches. We threw ours 15. And there's, just differences in what we're trying to do, I guess. I mean, if you look at the, the scope of the season, we need to win on the weekend. As much as those, that Lipscomb game is important, we want to play good in front of those fans in Little Rock. We know that's a huge game, and nobody's trying to win it more than we are. But we're trying to get it, you know, get through that game with some other guys, that, like Austin Ledbetter, for example, goes four scoreless after a, a season that he has not been happy with. Um, but maybe that's a turning point for Austin. And, you know, you need to have things like that happen in games like that. But the nature of some of those games is you are going to use a lot of guys. What was the difference with Austin Tuesday night? I think it was just he just got finally got fed up. <laughs> if you want, if you want my honest opinion, like he hasn't changed a whole lot mechanically. He just finally got fed up with the way things were going for him. He and I sat down after the Missouri State outing, and you could just tell in his face it was just like enough's enough. Next time I get out there, I'm going to do something with this opportunity, and I commend him. You know, he's he was buried going into the weekend. He wasn't even I don't even think we put him on the roster for A and M. And he went out through four scoreless against a team that was, you know, that's a that's a good team. I think they're winning their league or at least second maybe second in their league. It's yeah. not like that's a bad team that we played, certainly. And he did a great job. And things like that can tilt your season. I look at like Parker Coyle against A and M. Like we hadn't used Parker in an SEC game yet. And he goes out and gets you your three big outs after he gives up the leadoff home run. Maybe that is the moment for Parker Coyle that it just flips for him because it's not like these guys aren't talented. It's not like these guys aren't good pitchers. Um, some of them have just you're battling confidence. You're battling, you know, you you feeling like you're a huge part of the staff based on your usage. You're battling a lot of those things mentally, and you know sometimes all you need is that one outing to, to flip the switch because they are talented kids, and we have to stay with them. We got to keep on coaching them. We got to keep on being positive with them. We got to keep on putting our, our work in with them. They got to keep on putting in their work on their own. And we got to figure out a way to put our team in the best position and outings like Austin, you got to hope that that kind of flipped the switch for Austin. Cause he's an, un, like anyone in the state that has followed that kid's life, he's an unbelievably tough kid. And I want him to be a guy that pitches for us. And I think everybody does. So I was really excited for, even though we didn't win the game, I was really excited for him. Talking to Matt, Matt Hobbs on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, if you're just tuning in. Um, you know, you kind of referenced this already with a couple of different guys, but I'm, I'm curious in your mind how much is mental and how much is mechanical and specific to this season with some of these guys. You know, you, you talked about guys trying to find their stuff. How, how much of that can you tweak, you know, physically, and how much of it is just the guys, you know, believing it? Because I'm thinking, I never pitched, but I'm thinking if I got to get a, I got a guy with three three balls, I'm thinking if I don't throw a strike, I'm going to walk this dude. I'm I'm not mentally tough enough to make something like that happen. How much of that do you do you work with them on, and how much of it is you know mechanical and mental? It's a constant thing in terms of working on their headspace, like constantly. I think it's something that is. I've seen a lot of guys with jacked up bad deliveries that were just tough as nails, be able to get people out and make pitches. Like I've I've been coaching baseball for twenty plus years and. I think I've seen just about every delivery you can imagine. The, the really pretty ones that can't throw it over the plate and the guys that, have, like, you, you watch them throw and you're like, there's no way that's going to work. But lo and behold, that's your Friday guy. And <laughs> a lot of it is upstairs. And, and there are certainly some things you have to tweak. It's too easy to say that it's just one or the other. 
And I think that one feeds the other is, I guess, the best way I can answer that question. Sometimes if you're having some mechanical issues, they lead to you not believing in yourself mentally. If you're having some mental issues, they believe in you trying to tweak something that wasn't broken in the first place mechanically. And what we have to do is find what we think and what we can deem for that individual is a sound delivery and then get them to believe that what we, what we have deemed as a sound delivery is going to be available for them to throw strikes and be able to increase their stuff and be able to get their pitches better, and that's going to feed into the confidence that pitchers need to pitch with. And you look no further than a guy like Christian Fouch, who's been really good for us and has had three outings that he probably would like back. And we're putting him out there because we know it's upstairs, and we know if he fixes it upstairs and he's working on it like crazy, that he's going to be a big piece for us. And we have to continue to work with him, and we've got to continue to make sure that you know, we're putting him in positions that he can be successful in. And I think that you can, if you to answer that question, it's like he's, I think, the perfect example. That delivery should throw strikes. That delivery should get people out. And right now, he's struggling upstairs. You know, he's, he's probably struggling with some confidence. And we have to help him with that. I have to help him with that. And that's a big part of what goes on with pitchers, hitters, any athlete is they're going to struggle with confidence sometimes, and we got to be there for them. Coach, what's the plan for Tiger this weekend? So he's going to obviously increase his pitch count um, to about 35, 40 pitches roughly. Uh, he was at 20 last week. He had been built up to 25 before he ever threw, and we wanted to keep him kind of right there. So he'll increase his count. Um, I believe we'll probably, I would imagine he would start one of those games. We haven't announced that yet. We haven't come to a decision on exactly what, how he'll be, where he'll be used or how he'll be used yet. But, you know, I really liked what I saw last week from Brady. I think everybody that saw him pitch saw really, really good stuff. And the most important thing for Brady is when we took him out on the, on the 20th pitch, when he threw the, the curveball that got the ground ball to second base, he walked off the mound and was like, hey, let me go back out. I feel great. And obviously we didn't, but he felt strong at the end. His stuff, his stuff held out of the stretch. His stuff was really good. Um, that's better than he'd been throwing. He'd been like kind of 90 to 93 in his work for about, you know, three and a half weeks before we felt good about putting him out there. And he's 93 to 95 the first time he goes out and pitches. And, you know, his soreness the next day is up in his scap and his lat, kind of a good, if there's ever a good spot to be sore, it's not in his, you know, his, obviously it's not in the area that he had originally injured or his shoulder or anything. It's, it's in decent enough spots that you feel good about continuing to this, continuing this progress with him. Um, we're just trying, we're trying to be smart with him. We're trying to put him in the best situation for himself. And, you know, hopefully by, you know, a couple of weeks from now, he's, his usage is not, you know, not something we're talking about. We're just talking about, like, is he going to start or is he going to close? Can't wait to find out. We'll uh, we'll all see. Coach, thank you so much for making some time, and uh, appreciate you guys. Good luck this weekend. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. It's Matt Hobbs.